That's the new intro. Short, yep. sweet. That makes me very much more happier. I like the shortness. I do. Maybe it could be a little bit longer. I don't know if we could stretch it out another five or ten. That was quick. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, 11 seconds was shorter. I know. Our old one was what? You said 30, 30 seconds? 30 seconds, yeah. Too and long. it was too you long. You said it was too long. So I'll see what I can do. Because we had like a like a 10-second fade in. And I think it just started hard, and then we had like a 15-second fade out that really wasn't a very good fade out, and I was way too lazy to actually fix it at any <laughs> time in the last 52 episodes. Um, so instead, we've just replaced it now. But that's, it. that's local. That makes me more happier. It is. Local it is. Utah so, band, Folk Hogan. Yeah, we, we've talked to Nick uh, from Folk Hogan. He's uh, so before, cool. And uh, they have agreed to let us use their tunage. And yes. uh, we really like it. Um, so it, so we said they could call themselves the New Utah Podcast. No, he's, he's at no, a they're going to open the yeah, show, open with, show with the New Utah with Podcast. The new so, yeah, hey, it's so, a fair like trade. Like us talking or something? I don't know. Uh, so it's a fair trade. It is. Yeah. My voice is not great for opening shows. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Um, this is the New Utah Podcast. Uh, it is the first episode of the new year. Episode Ta-da. 53. We are officially one year old, folks. And I don't feel any older. We're still children. Can we can we get a birthday cake? Um, I'm surprised you didn't make one. I'm a little disappointed, to be honest with you, Jess. Um, <laughs> I'm actually working on a huge wedding cake and another birthday cake this week. So I so, do apologize. She was going to bring us treats, but she, um, she's a little busy. I boshed it. So, yeah, I'm actually, a, I did. Because it was strawberries. She would have died. Oh, yeah, she would have died. She is allergic to strawberries. I don't want to kill anyone. Um, anyway, so, uh, and I wouldn't have ate it because I don't like strawberries. I know. I did ask. I asked. But anyway, so I was thinking we could get like a birthday cake. You know how one-year-olds, they get their birthday cakes. And <laughs> I you, do a smash picture. But you got to have, you got to have like blue icing. Like it can't be any other color but blue. Why blue? Because it's always it's our blue. logo. And it. Always fucking gets everywhere. I'll take the picture. There is no way I am doing and, that. And it's not smash face. They just eat it with their hands. It's not like they like slam their face into the cake. Sometimes they do. I mean, sometimes they do. But usually it's because they just they get this whole cake to themselves and they're like, oh, no, no, with their hands. and Because they're one. It's like yeah. in their eyes. And it's stuff. everywhere. It's everywhere. Then they, they let the dog it. finish up. And then... The parents are like, ah, oh, fuck, why did we just give our kids six gallons of sugar? I have done many of a smash cake. Why did many. I choose gallons? Why wouldn't I say six pounds? Why did I say six gallons? I don't, I don't know. But if we do something like that, I am not participating. I feel well, like we could, could just have Ruby snap cookies to celebrate. I like that. We could. But she'd have to bring them. We are going off site next week, so. This is the first I'm hearing of it. No, it's not. <laughs> I talked about it on air like two weeks ago last week. We're also in the middle of hell hell season for me, so I will be out of town the rest of this week, um, and then I will be pretty much in this chair nonstop for the better part of a month. Fireworks. And I pretty much feel like I'm trapped at work. Yeah, you are. You are. You've got a, a lot of catching other people up to do because so many people have left in such a short amount of time. We hired a new person. She seems nice. She's only done personal lines. So we got a lot going on on the show today. Um, we're going to talk to Jeffrey Stedman, uh, who is the Senior Community Director for Yelp Utah. Um, so a lot of about Yelp, a lot about local businesses. Uh, a little bit some, about camping. A little bit about camping. Um, so that's a fun conversation to ground for that. He's a cool guy. Um 
We've got some events, some news, and we're going to do something fun for our 53rd episode. Um, but uh, this weekend, so my kid got her license this morning. It's not really <laughs> this weekend. So it's Memorial Day weekend. Um, I did exactly nothing. No, that's not true. I mowed the lawn. You went over to my mom's and you started up the oh, swamp yeah, we cooler. Did a bunch we installed of the fan. I put oh, on new stuff. toilet seats. Yeah, but I mean, really, I felt like I did nothing. Because like s- literally Sunday... Oh, we did that on Sunday. What did we do on Saturday? We went to the game. Mm-hmm. But that's it. So Monday then? I caught up confetti. Yeah. And and Sunday we went and did that for her mom. But that was like two hours to do all that. Somewhere in there. Maybe three tops. And then we did nothing. <laughs> Monday we did nothing. And you know how good that felt? I was going to say sometimes it's nice to just do nothing. It was kind of nice. It was really relaxing to just do nothing. We started watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season three. Unbreakable. They're alive, damn it. <laughs> it's a miracle. You guys would, do you watch that show? Have you seen I it? I have not seen it. Have you watched it, Jess? Do you yes. Th- what do you think of it? I love it. So, some people watch it and they're like, I can't really get into it. But we love stupid 80s and 90s references. And that's all that show is. <laughs> like, they're talking and they'll say something and it's a reference to some shitty sitcom in the late 80s. And you get where it's from and it's funny because of that. Huh, I'll have to check that one out. It's awesome. So, so the, I love it. The, the premise, do you know what it is? You, you, the premise is she was in eighth grade. She was kidnapped. And she was kidnapped and taken into an underground bunker by a guy who called himself the Reverend with three other girls slash ladies uh, and held there for 15 years. Something like that. So one of them was like a Mexican lady that spoke no English and none of them spoke Spanish. And so they never knew what each other was. Yeah. So basically saying. like <laughs> she she spent 15 years... Uh, from like, like early mid, they like dress like a polyg- like polygamist women. They wear braids and long, yeah. Long she, so she just like half of her references are from the Babysitters Club because she had like two books with her when <laughs> Babysitters <laughs> Club. Read. Like it's all eighth. So grade she's level. like she's like stalled in the eighth grade in the early nineties. It's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. So she's out, or this is yeah. So yeah. They okay. got They're out. alive. Damn it! Did you not hear me? Well, no. I mean, they rescued. So they got out. Yeah. They got rescued. She's living in New York. Wow. Adapting a, to normal life. Just it's not really normal though, because she yeah. lives with this like fantastically gay man, who is awesome, and the lady, the crazy her landlord, name? Lady, yeah, crazy Lillian. landlord lady, and like a rich woman who's like totally white. She's blonde, but she's. She's a Native American. Yeah, it's it's huh. great. It's, 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 so, it's so awesome. Tina, Tina Fey actually created the show. She actually oh. plays a character in the Second prior season. season for a little bit. Yeah. That's, she's great. So anyway, something to watch. So how... Okay. I think I'm going to give up on the garden. Chris thinks, Chris thinks that his, his garden is dead. Yeah, I don't think anything's coming out. It doesn't look like those cucumbers sprouts lived. It looks like they probably died. It's um, not too late to replant. Uh, no, it is. Um, <laughs> if 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 it doesn't grow, I'm not going to go replant. I'm just going to really? preen the entire bed and be really? done with it. Probably. What are you going to put in there? Preen. Preen does not allow anything to grow. I'm just going to cover it in preen. So it's just going to be a dirt bed? It's just going to be a dirt patch. I'm unhappy with in. that. <laughs> I'm going to preen it. I'm unhappy. I don't know. I mean, so I think there's a butternut squash that's popping up, but it's starting to look like a bunch of weeds and no freaking plants and none of the squash or the zucchini have come up. And I'm just disappointed and I really don't want to make effort. So. (laughs) All right. 
<laughs> you had to replant a whole bunch of your stuff, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I'm still in the process of, of replanting. It's it's normal though, having to replant some things. Yeah. It's pretty normal. That's cool. We'll see what happens this next weekend when I'm back. If I have an itch to really try again, but I, I just don't know if I will. I'm really just disheartened by the whole thing because <laughs> it's been almost a month. Yeah, and it, and I'm just totally disheartened by the fact that I see not really anything. So it's like whatever. Pissed. <laughs> what did I tell you? That's enough about me. Uh, anybody else do anything fun this weekend? Jess, I'm looking at you. You always do fun stuff. You think I do. Did you do anything fun or was it just all boring? Or was it I'm memorable? Did you go to a cemetery? Do you guys do that? Do you go to a cemetery yes, on Memorial I did Day? On Sunday. I don't because all of my family is buried out of state. I went to four. Is that a big thing? Three. I went to three. Because I'm not, like, for me, Memorial Day, Labor Day, I just, they're not. Cemetery. Why would you go to the cemetery on Labor Day? I don't know. I don't even know <laughs> what the fuck that day's for. Um, just, like, I, I don't know. Like, that's not, to me, like, I, I just don't get it because I've never been in that situation where I feel like going to see a grave does anything for me emotionally. It's fine. Um, I don't think it's for everyone. So. I went to Park City. I worked on a cake all day Sunday. Two cakes, actually. So, not that I don't like time off. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't mistake my talking about talking shit on Labor Day because I, I love time off. But, so no one else did anything fun? We had a crawfish bake. Yeah? How was that? It was, turned out amazing. We, because the crawfish were pre cooked. Which most of it here is because it's frozen. Yeah. It so we we had to kind of cook things in shifts. So we did the potatoes and the corn first, then we did the sausage um, in the skillet, the Dutch oven skillet. Then we kind of added everything together so that it all could fuse for a little bit. But that turned out great. And then we did the whole table thing, and you dump out the whole big pot. And I've done a boil like that before, huh? It was good. It was really good. Turned we did really we good. did uh, shrimp though instead of crawfish. We had shrimp, crawfish, mussels. You should do that again. Yeah, it was good. Maybe I will. It was it's good. good. It's really good. The, I just love the potatoes and the corn and the sausages and oh man. I mean, Maybe I will. That sounds good. You can do you can do generic seafood. It doesn't have to be crawfish. It no, can be, no. you know, all kinds of And you can do, you know, any kind of you can just regular fish. You just have to get a pretty hearty piece of fish. Yeah, so it doesn't turn to mush, yeah. but yeah. Well, the trick even with shrimp is they go in right at the end cuz they only got to cook for a couple minutes. Right. Right, that, that's why we did things in kind of shifts, but it turned out really good. It was really, really yeah. good. Everybody loved it. Good, good. All right, so uh, let's talk about some events. Um, so I don't know if you have this on your list, Jess, but uh, the U.S. Uh, men's team is playing a game here in Salt Lake on the 3rd. That's this Saturday. Um, there are still tickets available. You'll have to go to ussoccer.com to purchase them. Uh, they're not through the regular Real Salt Lake website. Uh, Nick Romando is going to be playing for the U.S. national team, probably just sitting on the bench, to be honest with you, uh, because Tim Howard is the number one keeper, and it's a tune-up game. Um, but uh, Jefferson Savarino, the uh, new kid out of Venezuela, got called up to the Venezuela Who national team. Amazing. He's been fantastic. Uh, in the three games, is it three or maybe it's four now that he's played for Real Salt Lake? And, uh, he got called up to the Venezuelan national team, so he will actually be playing probably in that game as well. Um, so. But he'll be playing for the bad guys. 
<laughs> yeah, he will be playing for Venezuela, but it should be fun. And, and there are, I looked before we started, there are still some tickets available for that. So um, something to, to do this weekend, uh, if you'd like. What else, Jess? Pride is this weekend. It starts Oh yeah, the fuck. 31st, which is tomorrow, tomorrow today, Wednesday. Wednesday. Pride's fantastic. And Salt Lake is one of the most friendly cities for gay people in the country. Has been voted the friendliest for a couple of different years. Um, and the Pride Festival is fantastic. I mean, we talk about Provo Pride, which is cool. We talked about that with, uh, was it Indy Skies? Uh, no, with Feraland. With Feraland. But, uh, Utah Pride, the, the, the big Pride Festival in Salt Lake is something to behold. It's fun. Right? Are you asking right? Have you Have ever you been? Never been? No, I've been, but I haven't done a bunch of the other events. I've just been through like the parade and stuff. But were you in the parade, or did you just watch? Just the watch the parade. I got an invitation to march with Five Wives, but right. no, I'm not going to. I don't. I I want to. I want to watch. I don't. I marched be in the parade. with HRC, and when we a policeman let us put an equality sticker on his motorcycle. I like waving at the people. I don't want to be waved at. So I. Uh, I did a lot of parades when I was a kid, like built floats, sat on floats. Fucking hate parades for the most I part. I helped build the one last year. Huh? I helped build the one last year for bingo. It was awesome. Nice, nice. There's not that many f- actual floats, though. In the Pride Parade? Lots of cars. A lot of cars, a lot walking. of marching. Um, but what other events are going on besides the parade? Because the parade's on Sunday, right? Yeah, the parade is kind of like... The wrap-up, although somebody's coming from out of town as basically the headliner on Sunday night, and the editor of Q Salt Lake asked me to share it, and I was like, yeah, but then other people will come. I want all of myself. <laughs> 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 um, so Big Frida's coming up from New Orleans, and Big Frida is uh, known as the Queen of Bounce. If you don't know what Bounce Dance is, uh, Google it, because it's pretty much amazing and i'm obsessed (laughs) even as the reddest head white kid that there could be it's amazing anyways um there's events all over the city uh tally keys who's a local guitarist will be there she's if you've never heard her perform she's amazing uh totem city will also be there um the diva show the drag dinner that i helped with for a long time they have their show on saturday um, there's shows at all the clubs across town. There's too many to write. Indy has a show, two shows actually, I think. And let me be clear. Even if you're not gay, Just you can go. go to these events. They will still <laughs> They're be They're super fun. Yeah. You can go get licorice. And, and even if you're not gay, when you go to these events, you will not be turned gay. Magically. Did you hear me? You can get licorice. Yeah, you can get licorice. Now, if you eat licorice, I hear that will turn you gay. <laughs> I know, maybe we should ask Crystal and Chris. So far. <laughs> yeah, you're good so far, so you're no. golden. Uh, guess what else is this weekend? Our good buddies at the Water Pocket have opening. their grand opening. Grand opening uh, opens uh, Friday at 11 o'clock and goes till 7 both days. On Friday, they have tamales. Uh, I think I'm going at 11 or 12 on Friday. Are I'm they having eating. a food truck or, or they? Um, I don't know if it's a food truck or if it's being catered. Just catered. Yeah. So, and they have, uh, he sent out an email that said all the stuff that they would have available. Um, they're not sure that 
their rum is going to be ready. He said there might be a couple of surprise bottles. Um, What's he, that one he talked about that Chris was very interested in? I'm getting there. I can't remember the name. It's the uh, the liqueur that's got, it's like orange and ginger and... Yes. So they they said that they should have three products ready for sampling. The Toadstool uh, uh, Notome Amaro. Uh, the Oread Botanical Liqueur. Is that the one that... Yeah, that's the Oread. Um, and then the Robber's nice. Roost, which is what you guys had yeah, a couple weeks ago. Which is really so. good. Yeah. And then they said there's a small chance they'll have some of the Blanco rum available. Um yeah, so make sure to get there, uh, 2084 West, 2200 South in West Valley, by the Penske truck place, as yep. Alan said. Um, our new opening music band, they have a show down in Spanish Fork on the 3rd. So if you're in the south end of the valley, go down there. They look like you're going to say something, Chris. No, nah, no, nah, I was going to. I stopped. It's okay. Falk Hogan, in case you guys are idiots. <laughs> Not Hulk Hogan. F O L K. That's what I said. Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, he has like a lispy kind of thing. <laughs> no, I was the one that said it. Whatever. Anyways, uh, just a reminder: the Flying Legends will be in town uh, with a B twenty five at Hebrew Airport from the fifth to eleventh. If you want to go on one of those victory flights, you can. They are expensive, but they are totally worth flying in one of those World War Two planes. Next weekend, first farmers market, you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Park Hooray. Silly opens this weekend, too, oh, yeah. the 4th. That's right. That's right. But the first farmer's market, um, I actually think this weekend uh, the Wasatch farmer's market might open, but I can't remember. So I will make note of that. Most of our, our friends will be there, won't they? Like indulge eats. I don't have any friends. So um, the first farmer's market is next weekend. Then there's a the food truck face-off at Liberty Park. And they're like, tons of food trucks you have to actually buy a ticket to go to this event and 25 percent of the proceeds are going to charities and i don't even remember how many trucks they have now 12 or more that are i know poutine's involved so you pay for a ticket and then you buy the food or the ticket gets you samples or do you know i don't know but it goes from three to nine at liberty park next Very weekend excellent. we'll so we'll talk about it more again next week and the Scottish Festival is next weekend. I almost forgot that. Fabulous. Uh, something else that I'm going to mention uh, that no. I'm going to email them today. It's so far away. No, 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 no. But the reason I'm mentioning it today, so I'm, I'm going to mention it Because I anyway. got the email too. The uh, Utah Beer Festival, um, it's out in August, the uh, 19th and 20th. But the reason I'm mentioning it today is they almost always, in fact, they do always sell out of tickets to this thing. And so the tickets just went on sale. So that's why I'm mentioning it. Um, it's a really cool event. Lots of local brews, lots of local beer. I think Bree's gonna die over there. She <laughs> she looks pretty miserable and frozen. I'm cold. We're it's all cold. we're all comfortable. Anyway, so uh, I only mention it because get your tickets early for that. Uh, they do sell out every year, um, and it is a fantastic, uh, fantastic thing. So anyway, that's enough. Where's and where's it at, Chris? I don't know. Did it say? They usually do it at the state fairgrounds. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's gotten big. It's gotten big. Um, and you get uh, UTA tracks and bus passes are included uh, with the uh, the wristbands. So uh, good deal. Uh, I'm just mentioning it so you get your tickets now and not be like, oh, it's late August when we bring it up and now the tickets are sold out. So you guys want to do some news? Just a little bit. 
Okay, we'll just just a couple items I think we need to touch. Yeah, we'll we'll do a couple things. We'll skip this huge stack for the most part. Um, I didn't even get a chance to look at the news today. Well, we ha- we didn't do news last week, um, and we're gonna kind of abbreviate it this week, mostly because we want to talk about uh, some some specific things that are going on that are are value of importance. So the first is the uh, sphincter-faced butt wipe, uh, Jason Chaffetz. <laughs> um, hopefully we won't be talking about him too much longer, but his seat is what we're going to talk about today. So because he has decided to step down early after saying, oh, I'm going to quit because I can't handle it, and um, yeah, here's my seat. Uh, his seat is going to go up for election uh, November 7th, and uh, holy shit, 22 people? Uh, I think have registered uh, at this point. I think the the, no, the tally was twenty two. Twenty two, yeah. Oh, Senator Dayton. Yeah, I so like her. A lot of a lot of local senators uh, and Congress folk. Um, some names that may be recognizable because we've talked about them already. So Jason Kidd, of course. Um, Damien. They're Damien. Jason Kidd, Damien Kidd, whatever you know what his name is. Um, uh, Kathy White. Uh, the Democrat who we've talked about, who has raised a a ton of money, kind of surprised Superdell didn't step into this one. Oh Jesus! So one thing that's interesting. <laughs> so we I don't even know if we talked about it because we we've skipped news for a couple of weeks. But uh, the uh, that party that was trying to form the new Republican Party thing. I don't remember what they're calling themselves. They didn't file in time uh, their party documentation, and I think they filed incorrectly. And so. Um, they are not going to be on the ballot as that party. So anyone running for them will have to run as a Republican. Um, I think it's close now. I don't remember what yeah, it, it was last it, week. It was last week, the 26th, I think, right? Um, so we have our candidates. Uh, they will go through the primary processes uh, and then get on to a ballot on November 7th for Jason Chaffetz's seat. So... Uh, District 3 is Provo, Utah County, um, some other random spots. That so don't if really you're not a Republican, sense. it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for a Democrat. I really think that Kathy White's got a chance. She did raise half a million dollars in about a month, uh, which is a, a big deal. Um, so is it, it's Kathy Allen. I think I was calling her Kathy White. I don't know. I'm an idiot. Just making up people's <laughs> names tonight. <laughs> so it's Kathy Allen. Uh, the Daily Herald has uh, a bunch of uh, people on it. They're all listed there. Uh, links to their campaign sites if you want to go check them out. A um, bunch of local representatives as well. Uh, some folks like uh, Deidre Henderson, I think, worked on, I think she worked on Chaffetz's campaign for a while uh, when he first ran for office. So um, go find out who they are. Uh, we'll probably talk about them as they, they narrow it down, but it's a good chance for us to maybe make some gains locally. Um, I don't know how likely that is, given that you can uh, apparently throat slam reporters and still win elections in red states. So, did you guys hear that? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. We, we talked about it on the news. In Montana last week, they were doing a special election for a congressman, and a reporter from The Guardian went to ask him a couple questions, and the congressional candidate at the time body slammed him and yelled at him in front of a oh, whole bunch of press and made national yeah, news. I remember now. And then he got elected the next day. So that happened. Um, then what else? Um, 
our liquor oh, the liquor store is almost done, by the way, oh, up good. the street. Uh, they got the signage. Um, Sean goes, we're getting a wine store over here? <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I can't I like wait. that my daughter notices that. Um, <laughs> the DAPC's in a bit of trouble. They're in a bit of hot water. I don't know that they're in trouble, uh, but they're definitely in hot water. I don't... I, New report came out today. Um, it's from the audit that's been going on because of their inventory issues as they move to this new software. Is it called the Fine System or is that just the, the Finet? Uh, Finet is it Finet? Is that the? That's just the state system, right? That's not their internal system. Maybe I, I think don't Finet's know. just the state ledger system. Anyway, the the DABC changed all the inventory control and point of sale software in their stores. And what was the total, Jeremy? So from uh, December 2016th, they did not record $216 million in revenue. From July to December of 2016. (laughs) So the second half of last year after they made this switch, they managed to not record $216 million. They're, 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 they're estimating anywhere from 26 million to 308 million in discrepancies. Wow, that's not a huge gap or anything. And you think about how, I mean, we've talked about liquor controls and how heavy they are at the federal level, and we talk a lot about it at the state level, and they constantly talk about the liquor, you know, the, the DABC's not making money, the liquor stores don't make enough money, which is total bullshit, by the way. Well, I mean, if they're looking at $218 million, $216 million less, maybe they think it doesn't make money. The good news is <laughs> there's not some crazy embezzlement going on. All the money is accounted for. Deposits were made. They just weren't closing out. So when you run a business, uh, especially a business like a retail or a restaurant business, you should be closing out your transactions daily and closing out monthly. And that's how you know people are stealing or people are not stealing. They did not close out for six months. And so they had no final counts, final numbers to go off of. They were just making deposits daily. And... uh that's why we found that they were missing $216 million in the ledger. So there's two good quotes from the article. Uh, one from Commissioner Olivia Agras. I'm, I'm sure I'm slaughtering that. But uh, the commissioner says, I'm totally mortified, and it sounds sounds like we are being grossly mismanaged. You think? <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the other commissioners said, if the state of Utah expects this to be run like a business, they should treat it like a business. There are many constraints put on here that there wouldn't be in a normal business situation. So basically, yeah. if this was a normal business, these kind of errors would not be acceptable, not even close. No, not at all. I mean, that's 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 insane. That's a lot of money to just kind of be missing. Um, so... Uh, you guys drive out to Utah County very often? Nope. Just us. Just us all the time. Just, do you avoid... So once you get to Thanksgiving point, the freeway decides to narrow back down to three lanes randomly between basically Thanksgiving point and somewhere around American Fork. Lehigh. It's the bend in Lehigh. Yeah. Um, which creates a lot of traffic problems, especially with all the new construction and the businesses that are going up there, the Silicon Slope stuff that's happening. Um, do you get off at Thanksgiving Point, Lehigh, Maine? I take lots of different exits, depending upon which drive I want to take. Every morning, though, I take Pioneer Crossing and come up by 15 because it doesn't... doesn't it actually saves me five minutes instead of driving up Redwood Road, so... 
So the reason I bring that up is that's the one big chunk of I-15 that's still left unchanged after they've widened everything in Utah County. I want to see how they're going to do this, though, because I, I do drive it every day, and there's businesses right there. Like I, I understand that they only need to widen it, like, maybe 10 feet to make, like... They're going to add two lanes on each side. Yeah, right? I yeah. they're going to have to rip down businesses, and it's going to be... Very interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they Because there's even another overpass that's there in Lehigh that is just a city road. And so it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do, but uh, they are going to widen it. It's a uh, $450 million project, um, funded in part thanks to Volkswagen. Um, thanks, and Jess. to Wayne. And to Wayne Harper. Yeah. Senator Wayne Harper. <laughs> so, um, good use of some money there. Um, and I, it's desperately needed if you ever drive out there. Bad news is, uh, 2020, construction through 2020. So you got, you know what the other bad news is? It's still Utah County. So that means that the drivers are still going to be horrible. <laughs> They're bad what, everywhere. What it's is it? Not okay. Utah County. I don't want to do situational humor here, but what the hell is with, Utah County drivers hitting point of the mountain, slowing down to 50 miles an hour when they don't have to. I think they're afraid because I drove through all of the construction when they were widening that. And I was, I was like, I think that people are just afraid to accelerate and decelerate because like, I, I don't know. They're just afraid of going fat, like the actual speed limit down that hill. Yeah. That's all that it is. I mean, I go like 90 down that hill, but that's different story altogether no but i really think that's what it is I, although that so if you're coming down the hill and they have that new two ex, the exit only that i think throws people off because it's two exit lanes and the three regular lanes and i don't think and people won't pay attention obviously but yeah. i don't understand it either all right, so I got one couple other pieces i guess just real quick so the silicon slopes group um has Broke ground on a new um, big uh, event facility. So it's a 5,000 square foot office and event space for them. Uh, Silicon Slopes is responsible for a lot of what has been brought into Utah County uh, and into Utah in general. It's been a, a big part of bringing uh, a lot of tech companies into the state. So that's kind of good news They're for them. They're building a new hotel right there too. Yeah, yeah. So good good stuff, good news for, for them. Uh, and then Park City um, has been the, is now the first city in Utah to ban plastic grocery bags. That's huge. So if you go out to California, I mean, this is all over the East Coast now too. Or Hawaii, Hawaii, um, they don't have plastic grocery bags. They don't exist. They're back to paper. Is that uh, paper no, or, or you bring your own? And they charge you for the paper bags. Um, they can yeah, also some some states will also charge you for plastic bags, um, but. Like Hawaii has banned them. In other countries too. Scotland was that way. And so the the drive here is plastic bags. You know, when they came around, they everyone thought they were this great new thing. They could hold better. They were more moldable. You could stick more stuff in them, which is all true. But they're absolutely terrible for the environment. They are very hard to recycle. Um, Those of you that stick them in your recycling bin, shame on you. They actually break recycling sorting equipment because they get tied up in the gears and stuff. Uh, so I think this is a great move for Park City uh, to ban these. And they're the city well, they're, start. Well, they're not completely banning them, but they're close. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're phasing them out. Um, there's some rules, but basically, if you go to a supermarket, you can't have them. 
Um, they're not going to be there. You're going to get paper or you need to use reusable bags. Uh, I've been on the reusable bag kick for a couple of years now, and I love my Harmons bags. And uh, try to they use carry them so much crap. They really do. It's awesome. But people don't use them to carry things other than your groceries. Buy a tote. There's cute totes out there. Buy a really cute purse or something. I, I'm a, I'm I'm against what Bree just said. I like multi-purposing things. No. <laughs> so I think that's enough news. Uh, we're gonna get into uh, something fun. Okay, with us today we have uh, Jeffrey Stedman. Do you go by Jeff or Jeffrey? I so I do go by the full Jeffrey. It's not because I'm pretentious. I don't think it's just that Jeff sounds way too like Saved by the Bell. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. For well, bonus points, Jeff was a character on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> so yes, he dated Kelly Kapowski. Oh man! Yeah. And Screech made him fake ID so they could yep. go into the club, and yep. he Screech. was college oh. Jeff, and he yep. was playing her. Oh, Screech so that's, got arrested for stabbing somebody in a nightclub. Like that's true. Three or that four is months true. Ago. He's a little crazy. Anyway, so full full Jeffrey. That's the long way of yeah. telling that story. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, then people can't call you Geoff or Hefe. It's just Jeffrey. I am very unnicknameable. Tries people uh, have Jeffrey. Maybe is the nickname. I guess. I well, so few Jeffs go by Jeffrey, and, and I bet you the vast majority of them are actually named Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but some are named Jeffrey, and some are named Jeffrey. He's a Jeffrey and not a Jeffrey. So he's a furry. <laughs> well, not a furry. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Okay, so not a furry. Oh, he is a Jeffrey. I'm a Jeffrey. I'm a Jeffrey. Yes, Jeffrey. Okay. I'm sorry, I spelled I'm it wrong. You. I'm blaming you. You're blaming me. I know. Little... I wrote it wrong. Sorry. I get it all It was time. a rough afternoon at work. It's all right. <laughs> I forgive you. So we are talking to Jeffrey today, uh, not just because he's got an interesting name, apparently, <laughs> um, but you are the Senior Community Director at Yelp for Utah. Is that correct? Indeed. That's Did me. I get it right? It's a yeah. long title. That's it. Yeah. I, community Manager is like what I go by most of the time, but officially I'm a Senior Community Director. So you're a troll herder. I, uh, no, yeah, you know what, surprisingly, <laughs> we have an amazing community here, and uh, uh, I just, I rarely see trolls around. That's good. That's not super common. No, it's, we <laughs> do, we do things very, yeah, we do things very uh, differently, so I feel like we, we nip a lot of that in the bud. So, man, I don't, I don't even know where to start. We should start in the beginning. In the beginning, like way, like birth? God created the heavens and the earth. Maybe, maybe forward a it's tiny like bit. World. We'll shoot past the dinosaurs and get to. So your last, <laughs> I'm just going to get this out of the way. Your last name's Stedman. Yes. And you are related to Richie. Indeed. Uh, for those of you in Utah that haven't heard of X96 and Radio from Hell, I don't know where you've been. Or Desert Star Theater or, or the Cultural Hall or so on and so forth. Yeah. So you are his older brother? Uh, yes. He is very much my younger brother. He is very much the middle child in that family. <laughs> so did you yeah. pick on him a lot when you were growing up? No, nah, you know what? We shared a room uh, up until like high school. Um, you know, we never, we had a few disagreements which ended in broken teeth. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> other well, than other than that. He has all new teeth now. Well, so. boy, yeah. Well, there's, p- p- I have something to do with that. <laughs> but uh, bl- bless his heart. Uh, he genuinely, I'm am- amazed by that guy. He's a really impressive dude. And I'm. So Proud to call him my brother. You grew up in Utah. Born and raised. What part? Born and raised. Uh, Salt Lake City, and then out to Conwood Heights, 
And then uh, we moved around a little bit. So then, like Sandy, uh, like Sandy was like late elementary, kind of through high school. So mostly just Salt Lake County, all over the yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, all over the valley. And how did you, how did you get into working with Yelp? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, serendipity is the way I tell that story. Really, like. Um, so uh, my background is uh, I went to Michigan State University, have a degree in advertising, came back here. It's the same old story you hear from everybody. Came back, started a landscaping business. <laughs> then I was a lobbyist <laughs> for an environmental place uh, or, or in a nonprofit organization. I didn't, wasn't really a lobbyist. I was hired to do a lot of writing and stuff. Uh, wrote a camping book and then ended up working for Yelp. It's a, I mean, it's pretty Typical, boring. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty cut this out. Everybody's heard the story before. Yeah, <laughs> so, having been to way. yeah having been to school in Michigan, they were hiring for the Detroit position. The same time they were hiring for Salt Lake, and my friends emailed me and said, "You're working in retail construction. What are you doing? You hate your job. Apply for this job." And uh, to make a long story short, I I by the skin of my teeth it managed to apply on time and and i've been doing it for about six and a half years so you applied for the the community director position yeah it was yes so it was a baby yelp six and a half years ago oh yeah so that's that's brand new yeah yeah i part of my job is to go out and tell people about yelp and when i first started you know i'd roll up at these events we would sponsor and we'd have a booth and it would be like me giving away like chapstick <laughs> or koozies or something and be like have you heard of yelp and people would be like it's not like the dog thing i feel like that's a dog thing <laughs> and fast forward six and a half years uh i mean i'd like to think part of it's that because i'm doing my job but certainly just as a company we've grown and so now when i say have you heard of yelp people are like no what's that i'm like okay i get it you've heard of it uh I so it's a little different conversation horton here's a who when i think of yelp to, uh the horton here's a who the little the little oh yeah <laughs> The little village on they yell Yelp and it says Yelp right across the whole page. Yeah, that's that's definitely what we named the company. <laughs> that's pretty much all Jeremy does. That's true, reading. and then they have like a little flower and yeah, like, see, see, Jeremy has the, was thinking. Jeremy has the pictures memorized from the Doctor Seuss books. The rest <laughs> of us have the words memorized. Well, he does have four children. They are good books. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I am uh, a fountain of useless information. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, that's kind of how I I came to do this. I read uh, Horton Here's a Who, and I decided this was the job for me. <laughs> See, that's a better story than yeah. I went to school and then I did some landscaping crap. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really was. Sarah, I mean, I in an odd way, all the things that I had done sort of oddly related to this job that I have now, which is you know kind of a dream job, really. It's I was gonna say, so you, you probably like it if you've been there for six and a half years. I love it. I mean, it's the greatest job I've ever had, and they will pry it out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> yeah. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, me too. Me too. But it's, uh, yeah. At least let them be a little bit warm, because See, rigor mortis and all. I, I'm really interested, because, you know, we are, a lot of us in this room, entrepreneurs ourselves, um, and I know that, that that's not really the role that you, you necessarily played, but it kind of is, because Yelp was really young i mean six and a half years ago is is centuries in in the world of apps and and website presence and and whatnot and, and yelp, review sites yeah i mean yelp yeah. starts as a like you said a, a place where you know no one even knows what it is and now it's almost as prevalent as saying google that yeah you know go check that out on yelp yeah just go yelp it yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's been a really fun ride for me to see that transition happen from what is Yelp to, yeah, I get it. And to be able to have more sophisticated conversations and to like see different things that you can do on Yelp that we only dreamed of doing way back then. So I joined, yeah, I was, I mean, I was not one of the early all of us in one room, but I've been through a couple of buildings of HQ and, um, you know, I started before we were a public company and I start, you know, I was maybe, I don't know my employee number, but you know, in the first few hundred probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are they based? Uh, San Francisco is headquarters, but we have big offices in uh, Phoenix and uh, New York and Chicago. I just want you to know your brother just said that you're the best and you're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny joke about us. Uh, you need to text him back and say he's also funnier than you. <laughs> okay, I can do that. <laughs> we have, we do have a little rivalry. Uh, so growing up, I was perfect, Jeffrey. Well. Someone, has but I, to be. yeah, somebody yeah, has someone to be. has to be in the family, yep. and it's usually the oldest. Yep, and they also get crapped on the most. Yeah, well, my well, we have one older sister, one girl, four boys, and uh, she was like built-in babysitter and was like, yeah. got to drive everyone stuff. around. <laughs> yeah. She had to be the responsible one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know the oldest child thing. Yeah, it me sucks. too. Yeah, our daughter Cassie, she's the same way, and she bitches about it all the time. Sean never had to do this. Well, suck it up. You're the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching an important lesson about fairness. Yep. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt the the building of Yelp in Salt Lake City. Yeah. So, I mean, was it brand new here when you applied? Was it the office here brand new, or was it like uh, you're going to work from home? Yeah. <laughs> so we don't. I, I still work from home. I mean, this laptop that I have with me that's Yelp HQ for Utah. Um, so wherever that is and wherever I am is sort of HQ. Yeah. Um, so we, our philosophy, the way that we operate is we, we want to be a mile deep, uh, and, and an inch wide rather than try to cover everything. So famously, there were some other like review sites or online directories that were like, we're just going to be everywhere all at once. And our philosophy was like, look, if we can be the very best directory and like crowdsource information in San Francisco, then we win. We have a great app. And we did that for a year or two and, and it turned out pretty well and they said well shoot maybe we could do this in like la and chicago and a couple other cities and they did that for another year and well that kind of worked out pretty well so they kind of just kept rolling out different cities across north america and then across the world and uh, that's what we've done so so when we go into a market like salt lake city i was the very first yelp employee in utah and so awesome. they just were like Whatever you, ca- I mean, I have incredible autonomy. Like sometimes I wake up, I'm like, really? You guys trust me with all that? <laughs> okay, all right, sure. But uh, we do. We really want to fit into the local landscape. We really want to support local businesses. So um, that's kind of my job is to like look around Utah and support those things and and make Yelp a good fit for Utah and be as supportive as we can here in the best way that we can. Hey, that's what we do, too. Hey! This is a good fit. I should be on your show. Oh, Welcome. So what a quinky dink. Speaking specifically about local businesses, um, so one thing that I hear, I'm in the restaurant industry um, these days, and I talk to a lot of local restaurant owners, and one thing that I always hear is how much they hate Yelp. Um, because Yelp, is as big as it is, can make or break a restaurant. When you're first starting out, you get a couple bad reviews, and... You know, regardless of what those bad reviews were for, you're you're in trouble. Yeah. I, so, like I mentioned, I wrote a book. It's on Amazon. It's about camping. I about camping. I get reviews. I get it. I, yeah. I mean, it's like I, I gave birth to this beautiful little book, second edition. I'm not plugging it. You can. I'm here well, in my Yelp capacity. Right. But, but uh, second edition comes out this year. I just finished the manuscript and. 
I, I, I completely understand when you're a business owner, a restaurant owner, any kind of business, and, and you've put your heart and soul out there, and then people talk about it. And I guess, I guess, so on the one hand, I would imagine it's, it is hard. Like I said, I understand. It is hard to, to sort of hear those things and, and take criticism. On the other hand, I, I do talk to a lot of business owners who say, look, I wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Yelp. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't compete with the budgets. Effect. Like, we are a big company. It is very prevalent. And I think that's a really amazing thing if a business owner understands that, taps into it, does um, takes advantage of all the tools available to them. So we have this whole like host of free things that a business owner can do uh, to like engage in that conversation. Because before people stop coming to your restaurant and you have no idea what happened. Yeah. They're talking. They're just not talking to you. And now the conversation, though there is a pain point when that conversation shows up online, there's also an opportunity for you to really jump in, correct that problem, and 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 be better because of it. So the smart business owners, I think, are the ones who are engaging that conversation. It does, you know, nobody likes getting a bad review, but I I think those are helpful things to a business owner to be able to turn things. Is there in that coaching opportunities? Is yeah. there a recourse for a business owner? Because I've seen this myself, especially newer restaurants, um, will have multiple negative reviews. But it's almost like those come from their competition who maybe have never even stepped foot in the restaurant. Is there recourse for people when that happens? So, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, the bigger and more influential the L becomes, the more people are tempted to game the system. But we've had a few things in place from the very beginning. So, uh, first of all, we have, uh, software, recommended review software that goes through every single review all the time, constantly evaluating things. And not necessarily about the review, but more about that reviewer. How much do we know about this person? Like if somebody um, somebody moves into your neighborhood and they come knock on your door and they're like, this is the best restaurant. You're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and what is your motive here? But if Jess is like, hey, you guys, have you checked out this place? Like clearly you're going to be like, tell me more. I want to know more. I know, I, I know about her. I, for better or for worse, I know your tastes. Uh, and I know if I'm going to line up with them. And so that's kind of what that software does, goes through and just tries to understand what we know about this reviewer. And over time, can we recommend those reviews? Um, so that's one safeguard. And, and honestly, I read articles you know, where people will be like, I tried to go in and kind of game the system, and it worked everywhere except for Yelp. And I'm like, yeah, darn <laughs> right. Good. That's good. That's um, good. But secondly, um, you can flag a review if you feel like it violates our terms of service. That's a tough one because um, you know we need to be objective, and we often... Will, will err on the side of the consumer. So if you go in and say, this was my experience, we don't get in the middle of like, well, that wasn't your experience. But they can if it is an illegitimate review, violates terms of service, has hate speech or some other threats, personal contact information, some of those things. They can flag that. That's viewed by a human being and they make a determination like that should should not be a part of the review library in that hmm. business. And you're not the human being that does Oh, that. I'm so glad I'm not the human <laughs> being that has to look at flagged reviews all day. That because it's, be. you know, uh, the it's internet. It's devastating. People are mean. Yeah. That's a lot of vitriol. It yeah. is. They can be, for sure. I mean, I've written like 1,500 reviews, I think. And I've written one one-star review. My personal philosophy, and this is not a Yelp rule, but my personal philosophy is I'm going to give them a chance to make it right. Yeah, You know, whether it's a restaurant or the place that I wrote a one star was a hotel and I gave them so many opportunities to make it right. And they just didn't. And but consumers don't have that mentality of let me post my review in hopes that 
something can make it right. Like they are just angry and they're full of hate and you screwed me. And if everybody had that perspective of, you know, Hey, and, and there are, there are a few, there are few and far between sometimes, but if they had that, I, oh, I think it would make businesses so much more likely to happily reach out. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I think though the numbers, actually bear out the other way i mean certainly there are people who get mad and they're like oh i'm gonna light this place on fire and that's that's really (laughs) a shame and we part of the reason that we have recommendation software is that if somebody just like signs up one day and is like i'm gonna torch this place and then disappears like how much do we really know about them and do we trust them and And then that review disappears off of your site so it's amazing yeah so yeah we we definitely we we definitely uh don't want yelp to be that part of my job is to make sure that people are engaged and continually engaged but the numbers really about almost eighty percent of the reviews on Yelp are eight are three stars or higher. Well, and that so, uh, you think about it, you think about like last time you went someplace was awesome. The first thing you do is like, you guys, have you been to Palateria La Bonita in West Valley? It's, it's in the Latino Mall, and they have all these kinds, and you're just like telling everybody, and you want to do that, right? You want to share the really really good news. So we see the numbers that way, and and uh, which is not to say that people don't get testy sometimes no i i believe the good data because i work for a local car dealership and i'm the one that gets to respond to social media manager um and so you know when we have people that are like oh i should have believed all the reviews i just want to show them our little thing that shows that we have four stars and 300 people that are giving five stars and you know like i i just the people's perception so i do believe what you're saying yeah, and also I think so. In addition to recommended review software, like every human being has eyeballs and a brain. And yeah. if you guys, if you guys read a review and it's like oh, that, that, <laughs> that person sounds like they got an axe to grind or something's going on. Like, you know, I, I have this conversation with business owners all the time, and I think again, uh, it, it does. It, it, it's hard when you hear critical words, but going back to this idea of like this giant library of great reviews. The cream always rises to the top. If you just treat people well, if you just focus on a quality product or whatever you're doing, like it's it's going to come out and people are going to be effusive in their praise. You guys have taken a different approach here in Utah. I don't know how Yelp functions in other cities, but you you're not just some directory that people are adding their businesses to or reviewing, but you guys are out in the community. What made you decide that that was important to you here in Utah. Yeah, this is this uh, inch wide mile deep. Like, uh, honestly, my whole job is to help local businesses connect with the Yelpers who are here, this great community that we have built. We have, I mean, I, look, I'm a little like a tender about it right now because last weekend we got back, we had uh, a Yelp camping trip. So it was a bunch of people. We all went to Capitol Reef. We all got around the fire. What's that? Bunch of kumbayas. There was there was a lot of like kumbaya feeling. And like for me, that's like a personal (laughs) dream to like take a bunch of people camping. I've done it three times now for Yelp. So I'm like a little like the community is so beautiful. But honestly, (laughs) like these community, these people who are so passionate, uh, they're just the greatest people in the state. To maybe rewind and, and kind of give some context of this like our first marketing guy way way back in like 2005 2006 so our ceo uh was an engineer is still an engineer and uh the marketing guy 
you know, Yelp had been around for a while. The marketing guy was like, hey, there's all these people writing reviews. We should get them together in the real world. And the CEO and engineer was like, why would we want to meet other people? Does not compute. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wasn't the there. Is this, like is, fighting this is the, the story. This is the story as, as I have come to learn it. Um, and maybe I'm being more dramatic about it, but nonetheless, no, it happened. Right. Nonetheless, it happened. Uh, and they got together and we're like, Oh my gosh, these are like really wonderful, bright, interesting, colorful people. And so that kind of became the model to like build these communities and hence my role as community manager. So when we came into Utah, it's a, it's a, maybe a different, I mean, every market's different. Every market's unique. And so, um, you know, we just said, look, we're going to build the best Yelp we can for Utah. And so, yeah, we do go into these businesses and we have these amazing people. I mean, I sit down, like I, I spend my day looking through Yelp and looking, talking to local business owners. And I still sit down with some of these people. I'm like, oh, yeah, this restaurant was owned by this guy. And before that, it was this guy. And the building is owned by this guy. And you're like, how do you know all this <laughs> stuff? And they're just like the most incredible, passionate people. So I love the Yelp community. And that's my whole job is to build that. And that is different. You know, that is something that I'm so, so proud of is that we take responsibility. When I write a review, I'm like, I know I have X amount of Yelp friends and followers who are going to read this. And I've met them in person. I've broken bread with them. And like, I owe it to them to be you know, authentic in the things that I'm doing and saying here. So it's a different approach, um, but it, 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 especially in Utah, I've seen the community come together in such beautiful ways. Like nothing bridges uh, a ideological divide, a religious divide, like sitting down and having pie. Or whatever the mm, whatever the food is. You must be in southern Utah where all the good pie is then. Uh, okay. We've got some great pie in northern Utah. <laughs> so as, aside from the camping trip, what are some of the other events that you've had? Uh, uh, pie, man. Pie. Man. Pie's <laughs> pie day. <laughs> I've thrown a big old pie day. It was called the pie day partay. On 3.14, this is several years ago, and we had, I think, like seven or eight pizza places and like four or five pie places uh, all at a downtown event space. And it was like just eat a bunch of pie um we're Can throwing you go to that party it was a really good party <laughs> if i do so, so myself um i threw an 80s party at pie hole one time and the staff was incredible they all got miami viced out for the thing we had a salon come in and do 80s hairdos for the night um we had a dj come in and do um like 80s music and he dressed up as marty mcfly like it was a really kind of fun part and then we do like not as silly stuff like we just um in the last like six months have gone and done a bunch of tasting events so sit down and they bring out different courses and you can just sample things on the menu and just just, just see what a restaurant's all about we have a lot of those to try i feel mm-hmm. all right i gotta i gotta ask this <laughs> so do you watch south park uh, I, I don't, I was, it's been around long enough that like, uh, no, I, it's a long story, but no, <laughs> I, I, I've seen some episodes. Yeah, have you been required to watch the Yelp episode? I have, I have not been required, but I did catch a lot of it. Our hilarious, our, um, social team was like live tweeting the whole thing. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like you've really arrived, right? Yeah, like if South Park's making fun of you, you're, you're definitely there. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a definite badge of like. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I think like six and a half years ago when I started, like, I would have killed to have, like, that much recognition. It made my job lots easier. <laughs> I, I want to, oh, go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to know, because you are seeing, you're doing these events, What what is your audience on Yelp looking for here in Utah? 
Interesting. We actually talk about that sometimes. Um, so I guess to understand that, kind of the answer to that question, it, it would maybe be important to just talk like real quickly about the kind of events that I do because I do a couple of different kinds. So this Pi Day thing that I did was this massive, what we call a Yelper party. It was like several hundred people open to anybody. You just have to have a Yelp account and RSVP so that we can kind of account for who's going to come. And then it's just open and we come and have a great time. A lot of the events that I throw are called elite events. And those are for, if you've been on Yelp, you've seen those people who on their profile have that little badge that says elite. Mm-hmm. And those are like our most like passionate, active vocal users. And I throw one to two parties a month. Um, and those are like private VIP events, invite only kind of stuff. Um, and then I do a lot of like community events, which are again, open to anybody with the Yelp account. You can RCP come out and like, let's just, I'll have gelato together. Let's just have a donut or like, come check out this place or we'll go to the park or we'll go have a bonfire or whatever we're doing. So each of those kind of has a different answer to that question. When we get together with the elite, uh, members of the elite squad, those, those I think are more like, as you are a member of that and you get to know more and more people, it's more about like the people that you're hanging out with. And the number one things that folks talk about in those events is like, I want to get to know the business owner. I want to hear their story. I want to hear where they came from. I want to hear how they fought it out for years and their big breakthrough and their disappointments. And like, that's like a huge thing is to shake hands. It's kind of like getting a backstage pass, right? Where you meet the band. Yes. Yeah. So those are kind of more of what those are about. The big parties, those people I think are more about like, I just want to go have a fun evening and maybe meet some new people and learn maybe a little bit about what's going on. But it's such a big party. We just want to expose as many people. And then the small community ones are really more about like selfishly about like me wanting to get to know people. <laughs> like, Yeah, but that's okay because, you know, are you... Are you meeting these people because they're interested in the restaurants in your directory? Are they interested because of the event spaces or, you know, the auto repair shop? You know, that's your opportunity to see where their interest lies, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And everybody comes to it with maybe a different thing. Like some people, I, I don't know, like in this day and age of like pushing, pushing a light like button or like retweeting things like the idea of meeting someone in person is like i'm kind of a creepy internet stalker if you think about it because i meet (laughs) people and i'm like hey we're all getting together in a week and let's meet in real life and people are like that's weird a little bit (laughs) (laughs) so i feel like i said clearly we had never met in real life (laughs) yeah yeah. well yeah i mean it's a real it's a it's a yeah which is why on a parenthetical note internet dating is just like (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like my whole job is to meet people from the internet all the time offline, so I don't, I don't have time to be chatting back and forth. <laughs> Let's just get, get a cookie or something. Um, Cookies. I like that you talk about yeah, food a lot. Uh, it's my life, man. Mm. Are you the one that runs the Instagram account, or do your do you have people that do that I, for you? I, up until several months ago, it was just me, um, and now that's handled by Stephanie, Stephanie B, and she, she eats a lot of good food. <laughs> eats a lot of good food. Plus, we have the world's greatest library of food photos, so yeah, we we pull from those a lot. Um, I feel deceived those. right now. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> oh, she eats a lot of good food. Don't okay. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But every, but if there's like a big pitch of a burger, she's a vegetarian, and I'm always oh. like, <laughs> we do need to have some like meat, some real meat. On there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she'll, uh, she'll like, well, I'm, I, if I'm at a burger place, I'll try to grab one. It's but if like not, the I'll little just... tiny picture in the corner of a collage, and then the rest <laughs> is like zucchini <laughs> noodles. Yeah. No, donuts, man. You want to post something popular online you just put donuts up there and every time we post a donut they go photo, donuts vegan donuts 
If you yeah. have, have you had them? I've not. I've you need to, those to guys. have them. They're amazing. I don't even like donuts, and they're good. Okay, speaking of amazing, what is the highest ranked? Because I mean, you can only really see you know one, two, three, four, five stars. What is the highest ranked restaurant in the state of Utah? Highest uh, two ways to answer that. Uh, the, interestingly, the most ranked, no surprise, Red Iguana. But they have like several thousand reviews. When I started, they were like at like five hundred reviews, and now there's like. I don't know, like 3,000, somewhere near there. The highest one right now is, uh, depending on what geography you search, um, Red Food Truck. You guys know Red Food Truck? Yeah, they're like, and it's hard because, you know, you look at these places like Copper Onion and it has, Copper Onion's like 1,500 reviews, mm. and I think they carry like a four, a four and a half star rating. Really, really good. And Red Food Truck made like less than 100. So it's, it's hard to say. Uh, maybe it, later this year we're going to pull some data from our engineers and have them like weight things. And yeah, I was going to say, do you guys do you guys do that? Do you guys ever ever look at that from a weighting perspective? Because that's one of the things I travel a lot, and I used to travel a lot more. Um, and I don't like going to chains when I'm somewhere. I like going to local places, and so that for me was was Yelp was amazing for that. I used Yelp a ton in its early days. But one of the things I look at even now, if I'm looking for a new place in Salt Lake, say, is I look at reviews. I also look at the number of reviews. If the place has been open for a week and there's like 10 reviews and they're five stars, I'm less likely to go there than the place that's got 300 reviews and is in it like four stars because then I know that there's like consistency at that other place. Yeah, for sure. I will say generally I understand and agree with that concept. Uh, when it comes to the nuts and bolts, we have engineers who make like who, who just – are much smarter, just smarter than I am, <laughs> um, and so they are able. We we do pull like nationally. We pull those lists of like we have one that's like a uh, like a hot list, which is like not necessarily the best rank, but like over the last year, which places have really picked up steam or are new or you know, like you probably should check out in this year, and uh, we do that nationally. And I'm I'm trying to to kind of understand the need or the place for that as a Utah list, and and do have the. Maybe the option of doing something like that later this year, um, but I think I think I think places do need to be vetted, you know. And I've seen maybe it wasn't Yelp, maybe it was uh, I don't know, I don't know what. Maybe it was Yelp. Used to do like you know top five places on a budget in the area, and oh yeah, I get those emails all the time. I have like an email folder. Of all of those, I just want you to know. I'm going to cry right now. I really do. <laughs> Was that something that you put together? I write that every single week. I haven't gotten I've one in a long time. Uh, well, you need to go back and check your email settings. Go to yelp.com slash profile and see what you're signed up for. Clearly. Uh, mm-hmm. I write those every single week. I have written every single one that's ever come out in Salt Lake City. I am getting ready to hand that over, and Aww. it's like so hard to do, but... Yeah, we, we come up with a list of like five, uh, res- uh, five not restaurants, five businesses along a certain theme and three events coming up and send that out every week. And it does make my heart really, really happy. I met some people once at an event and they were like, oh, Yelp, I just got an email about, um, I think it was like Philly sandwiches. And like, I hadn't, I hadn't tried like three or four of those places on there. And so I made a list and I'm going to go try them all in the next two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> I write that. <laughs> You're like, that's, but that's like, a, that's like, that's good. That's good job on you because that's kind of what Yelp is wanting to do with other businesses is get people to visit other businesses. Amen. Right? Yeah, yeah. And we, we, I, so I search 
Um, and I definitely only want to feature stuff that local people are talking about, and I definitely only want to feature stuff that's so you're like not gonna a real put local like, place. You're not going to put like chilies on the cheesesteak. If list. you need me to email you, I will throat to punch tell you, you through the internet if you ever do that. <laughs> if you need me to email you to tell you about chilies, like I just don't know where you've been. You know, like I, you know, and like I have friends, and like oh, we don't ever know where to choose to eat. I'm like, guys, if you want to go to Chili's, let's go to. Ch- I'll go with you. It's not like, you know, nothing is too precious, but it's not my first choice. Maybe it's um, like my fifteenth to twentieth choice when the kids make me decide yeah. for them. Right there with Chuckarama. See that yeah. bottom folder right there? No, Chuckarama will oh, never. Oh, it feels so list. good. <laughs> Just so you know, Chuckarama will never appear on my list. I'll set another one that's like Chuckarama. Golden Corral, there you go. I will, I will never, I will probably not uh, feature Golden. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what? Like some people, like every once in a while, my friends will be like, do you know what would be hilarious? (laughs) Let's go to Golden Corral. And I'm like, that's That's definitely what I want to do tonight. (laughs) I'll go. I've, I've no. been there before, but buffets and me—we're not friends. <laughs> buffets and me are way too good of friends. No, That's <laughs> no but uh, there's just so many interesting and wonderful and bright and uh, talented creative people running buffets and restaurants and boutiques. Like I want to spend my time going to those. That's my own personal preference. And to the local ones. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Local. Is, yeah. That's why we have our podcasts like that is so important to us and we talk about it every single week is you know whether somebody is traveling from out of state that's coming in or somebody local hopefully they catch whether we're talking about our events because we don't feature events that are being advertised on the radio or a billboard or you know and somebody that we have on you know talking about their favorite place in utah then you know hopefully we're getting people out into the community versus Walmart or do you see Applebee's? Do you see a a number? Do you see like a a place where the number of reviews seems to level off? Like as a business gets going and they're they're at hundred reviews, two hundred reviews, does it start to level off in general at like three hundred reviews, a thousand reviews? I mean, like I said, when I started, uh, Red Iguana was like almost 500, and I thought, that is incredible. And it took him a while to get to 1,000. And then from 1,000 to 2,000 was like, that happened. So as Yelp, conti- <laughs> if I'm doing my job, the, the answer to that there. question is no. They play no. the best music. <laughs> if, uh, if I'm doing my job, then we just have like so, like people just keep um, being interested in Yelp and people want to talk about their favorite places and tell their friends about it. I often get this question. I'm going to go and ask myself a question, Jeffrey. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I think the maybe the coming down on the other side of that question is like, is there a point where like a review doesn't matter anymore? Like, Red Iguana's got like three thousand. How many people can talk about like their how many most can popular talk about burrito? It. Exactly, and the music. And the answer that I give people is this: that I. We, because we are a social site, because you have this opportunity to follow people or to friend people, I, I want to know what my friends think about a place. So I can't tell you how many times I've been out of town now and I look up a restaurant and be like, oh my gosh, like Ryan L. was there. I'll have to ask him about that. I know that guy. I've hung out with him at two or three events. He's a normal dude. I've met him in real life. Let me <laughs> let me see what he has to say about it. So oh, yes, animal actor situation. So yeah, <laughs> get the lamb. Um, so if he's said something about it, or if he's added photos, like not only is it a chance for me to connect with him, 
but also like it's sort of another way to be like okay this person's a uh, i know what he likes and i've met him and trustworthy yeah. well the one thing i would i would say about quantity of reviews is when i go look at a place and i see a thousand reviews i read the most recent stuff because one of the things that happens in the restaurant world is people get big success they get like Let's take Red Iguana, for example. Now, I'm not saying they're like this, but they, they become wildly popular. They get featured in some national magazines. They get, you know, huge reviews on Yelp and, and a great rating. And six months down the road, they've sold the business. It's kept all the same name, but in selling the business, everything about it goes downhill. Their cook sucks. Their service sucks. And so I like to go look at more recent reviews to see like maybe three months ago there was a really bad ex- you know set of experiences over the course of a month but that seems to have changed i just want to thank yelp for letting me know that harriet and david had closed in park city when i was up there this weekend oh i mean you're welcome but also i'm sorry <laughs> it's a double-edged sword for sure <laughs> uh yeah so i just looked up ready one just to be sure i wasn't giving out crazy numbers <laughs> you're like oh, they have six thousand no 20 Two, 2293 i was overestimating a, a bit Twenty two ninety three. they're gonna hit three thousand though i mean uh and then i can look at it and it'll tell me you know how many of my friends uh, have reviewed it and they and then also yelp will surface my friends reviews first I can, you know, you can sort by date, you can sort by whatever. But we also have this feature, to your point, uh, that when you can click on details and you can actually go through as like a year by year map. Oh, see, I didn't even know about that. So you hit 2016, 2015, you can kind of see they've been pretty steady in the four to four and a half range for a really long time. Um, And we look at 2017 and they're like right in there, like they started out about four and a half, they're around four, but that kind of goes up and down. But yeah, you're right. I mean, ownership changes or the chef goes out and suddenly things are different, both for better or for worse. Like you want to know kind of where you're trending because I did that's not valuable. know that you could see those trend markers. That's really oh, cool. Yeah. We got all kinds of <laughs> we got all we got all kinds yeah. of trend stuff. Here's a I'm gonna this is a serious Easter egg that nobody really knows about anymore. You can go to trends.yelp.com. Oh, just kidding. Not trends.yelp.com. That's a user. I mean, yelp.com slash trends. <laughs> Trend zero in Oak Park, Illinois. We don't want to look at your profile trends. <laughs> I hope I'm not lying to you. Watch them have gotten rid of it since the last time. This is all I'm going to do tomorrow at work, just so you oh, know. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to be in Virginia. Oh, no. They did take uh, it offline. Sorry, everyone listening. Too bad. I, I lied to you all. That's I, very recent. Uh, but it was this. this it's okay. Tool. We'll just give out your email. Then you can give it's trend information. <laughs> <laughs> What's trending? Uh, no, but you used to be able to look up like, uh, you know, like the like the term gluten free, and you watch like 2004, 2005, 2006, <laughs> nothing, and then, and then like, like 2009, shock. 10. It's like well, maybe there's something there. Uh, and then, like, the last four years. It's like, however many times it's been mentioned in a review. Yeah, because suddenly there has been a massive outbreak of celiac disease. Do you find that people <laughs> are reviewing local places that are locals, or is it more out of state? Like, oh, we were visiting, so we're going to shoot a review about this place. Some of it depends on geography. So downtown, downtown, there's still plenty of tourist stuff. Park City, there's plenty of lots of tourist reviews. Um, but mixed into the downtown stuff is a lot of local stuff. Again, part of it goes to how well I'm doing my job. Like if local people are going out to local places, um, then they're going to write reviews. And as our community has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, obviously you're going to see more and more reviews from local people. Some of my favorite reviews, uh, are just like, like amazon.com reviews. (laughs) (laughs) This, this look, uh, so I do not personally, Oh dear! I'm best. just thinking. I'm just thinking of like the plutonium or the. Uh, 
Or the gummy <laughs> bears. Oh, the, oh yeah, the hair, yeah, the, hair, yeah, the wolf shirts. The three wolf shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, my one of my favorites of all time. Um, so I am personally won't ever find it super super useful, but because I don't need an OBGYN. But this woman, yeah, oh, it's amazing. This woman reviewed her OBGYN, (laughs) and it's a really good review. She's like, "Ladies, let me just tell you, this man." (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's messed up, dude. Uh, No, but I actually, Jess and I just physically cringed. That was disgusting. Uh, that's a terms of service violation. Um, No, but it was like, ladies, uh, he understands the need for heating pads. And I was like, you know, if you can get over like the sort of like, oh my gosh, did this person really review their OBGYN? I'm like, darn right they did. Like, if if, Jeffrey's like, I need to go to this. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of wanted to go to the OBGYN (laughs) after that. No, um, no, but it was, it was really, yeah, you're, yeah, you're better off. I'll take your word. But I just thought, look, if I was out there and I, like, especially if I was new to town or didn't know, like, having somebody who, like, in a very down to earth, Look, I'm no expert, but here is my experience sort of way. Talk about their OBGYN. I'm like, that is so useful. And like, really, in a f- like kind of like, haha kind of way, sort of points to the usefulness of what we're trying to do, which is help connect people with great local businesses, whether that's your OBGYN or a mechanic or whatever, you know, make it real, help people find the best and most wise way to spend their hard-earned money. Because how many times... You go somewhere and you feel like, I just dropped 80 bucks on whatever it is and I have a terrible haircut now. I wish that would you know? You're paying too much at Great Clips, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tip heavily. <laughs> it's a $72 tip. All right. I want to know, you personally, forget Yelp for a minute, what's your favorite restaurant? Oh, man, I, I get this question sometimes and... Some of it depends on the mood that I'm in. Um, so pick three, top three. Yeah. So there's. I live in the so in the middle of the valley. Uh, if you guys haven't been to Bumblebees, oh my god, we love Bumblebees. Okay. They were on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Victor. Yeah. Yep. That's who it is. Victor. Oh my gosh, Victor's like another. Uh, Victor, for those of you listening who don't know, Bumblebees. Bumblebees is like a Korean American fusion joint so uh, in Midvale. Victor and now in West Valley and now yes and now very recently in West Valley has the truck um, Victor is like for me the perfect case study of like me and 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 the things that Yelp can do for a place like mm-hmm. he you know he started yeah, we he talked was, about that actually yeah he started he was in he was in school uh, and like just was like going to classes and then coming up and like working at the restaurant and his parents were in the kitchen and he just you know, he's uh, like first generation Korean American. He's like, I just want people to try Korean food. And so we had this like American menu and Korean menu. And like, I don't know what happened, but a bunch of Yelp people got in there like day one. And we're like, dude, here's like just my feedback. And he listened. And not that like Yelp people know all the things, but like these are really people who get out and they're not home on Friday night. They're trying a bunch of things. Well, these are your customers. Yeah, exactly. 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 Those are people who are paying customers. And you know, he still stuck to his dream, but he tried to, like, kind of understand where all the Yelp people were coming from and started to come up with some different things and, like, pared down the American side and pared it down again. Now he kind of has, like, a real, like, 80-20, maybe 90-10 balance. And, like, to, it just it makes me so happy to see a guy like him succeed. I nominated him. I don't know if he talked about it, I nominated him 
uh, and he went to this thing we do called Coast to Coast. We fly um, a bunch of business owners back to San Francisco, and they network and they learn more about Yelp. And like, we're not selling anything. They just we want to hear from them and what their experiences is. And so he got to go for a couple days. That's so cool. Yeah, I, and I the best the probably the greatest moment I've ever had in this job is going to Victor and be like, Victor, I nominated you, and we got it, and you're going to San Francisco. And he was like, That's amazing. So, <laughs> that's awesome. That's uh, amazing. So yeah, that's one not just uh, for the food, but for the whole story behind it. Um, and uh, like he ended up. His, we getting, love Bumblebee too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. One so of my just unique, totally different. Um, I'm a lot of times. Uh, I measure this question. What my favorite is by like how many times I go to a place, mm-hmm. because I I tend to not eat the same restaurant twice ever, just because there's so many. I want to yeah. try them all. I'm like the Pokemon of restaurant world. Got to yeah, catch them all. Catch them all. <laughs> you guys, you understand. You feel me? So um, Boba World. Do you guys know Boba World? I do not. Mm-mm. Boba World is Shanghainese food. It's up in Woods Cross, and they do those like Shanghainese fat noodles, and they do like a juicy dumpling. <laughs> they have a dish. It's honestly it's just called lightly cucumber. That's the name of the dish. This is lightly cucumber, <laughs> and it's just this like little small cucumber appetizer, kind of vinegary thing. And it just pushes all the right buttons, and then obviously you grab a boba. I went through a I went through a spell there where I was like laying in bed at night like baby i'm coming for you <laughs> <laughs> uh, just tomorrow give me one more day we'll be together uh so i went there a bunch of times it is a little more of a drive because i'm like i said in the middle of the valley and it's in woods cross but but we'll try that and then i should probably say like a nicer place to go and sit down lately my go-to when i have out of town people is like anything from scott evans so he has like the Pago and the um, Trestle Tavern, mm. East Liberty Tap House, Finca. That's all his stuff. And Trestle Tavern's been really fun. It's on 15th, 15th, 15th where the old fresco is and uh, fresco, and you, uh, it's got that great patio and and the portions are the right size, and uh, it's just kind of a cool vibe. So. But that, I mean, you guys. <laughs> Listen, I know it's a hard question. There's yeah, but you, you like right restaurant, now. like that was very general, but d- he's like a burger aficionado. So we should ask favorite burger. Oh, places. you guys know the answer to this question. No. Lucky 13. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. We had a rolling of the eyes, Jess. No, Let's not talk. a rolling of the uh, eyes. Uh, not There's a so many other great mom and pop places, too. Lucky 13's amazing. That peanut butter burger with jalapenos on it. Yeah. I dream about it sometimes. But yeah, not really. I mean, if you go back to Bumblebee's, you can get, they have the mm-hmm. kimchi burger, but you can also get them to put a little pork on top of it, mm-hmm. do some like little finagling of things. Um, my, my burgers of choice are like small town burger joints. So, Woody's, Millie's. Yeah, that kind of like just, that's it. Where you get a shake at the end of it. I mean, every time I drive through Spanish Fork, there's a place I go. There's a place that I always go to in Camas. Oh, there's a place in Oakley, like anytime I'm out backpacking, like that. For me, the last meal on earth is double bacon cheeseburger fries and a chocolate banana shake. That's it. That's a good chocolate last banana. Meal. That and I, don't, and I don't love and I don't love banana like like you know like Laffy Taffy. It's always the last one in the bag. <laughs> but chocolate banana shake, you guys, part of his nostalgia. My dad used to make them growing up, but that's the great measurement for me. Oof. I come back from backpacking. There's a place in Duchesne called oh, what's it called? Like. I'm gonna lie to you if I tell you it's got it's a like a Chinese place that has a Mexican and American on the menu. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, it's a Chinese place with Mexican and American on the menu. It's so I don't want to say good because 
I've been eating backpacking food for like eight days by the time I come through there. That's why it's really good. So we always <laughs> order one Mexican dish. One. I've had so much freeze dried crap. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but really like, uh, yeah. So I get, uh, a double bacon cheeseburger fries, chocolate banana shake, um, a Mexican item and a Chinese item. And just, just, but that's, just but like up. small town burger joints. I'm easy to please. Clearly. Easy to please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about your book real quick before we finish. Okay. What's the name of the book? Uh, it's called The Best Intent Camping Utah. Not like the best intentions, but like the best... Intent. In, in intent. In a tent yeah. camping. Yeah. Uh, so the subtitle is a guide for people who hate uh, loud portable stereos, RVs, something like that. Um, and it's just like it focuses more on the tent side of camping. So, so quiet. So just ways to tent camp better or good places 50, to go? 50, 50, 50 places where you can go and have a really good experience tent camping. Many of the, Some of them still hold RVs but have enough charm that you really want to suck it up and go in a tent. And I don't think tent camp, good tent camping exists ever. I have never had a good <laughs> tent camping experience in my life. Tell you what, you should have come to Camp Yelp a lot. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we called a couple weeks ago. I know, last I'm sure something terrible would have happened. No, it's good. So actually, one of the ones that's, that's in the book, uh, Fruit of Campground in Capitol Reef. Have you guys ever been to Capitol Reef and Fruit of Campground? So Capitol Reef uh, has a bunch of old orchards that the, when the Mormon pioneers came out, they planned all these orchards. And the National Park Service, when they took over, decided to keep maintaining all these orchards. Oh, wow. So you can walk into any unlocked orchard and pick and eat as much fruit as you would like. Then there's weigh and pay stations if you want to take some home. In the spring, where I, when I what kind go, of orchards are we talking? Like apricot, apple, cherry, everything. apple, walnut, oh peach. Let's go right now. And they're pesticide free. I'm assuming. Well, I don't, uh, have I don't to know stay about their management. I can just eat it. <laughs> Get the bring it home. <laughs> yeah, and Capitol Reef is still free. So unless you want to do the scenic drive, it's a free national park. You can go to the Gifford Homestead there, uh, which is a little historical house, and they sell these fruit. We pies could go to the water pockets. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, if, uh, so we camped there. Flush toilets. It was this big that field. Makes me I but I went to the Martin the Harris pageant once. Okay, so I'm not even Mormon. I went to the Martin Harris pageant. I got stung by a freaking wasp as I'm driving down the dirt road to get to the place. <laughs> like, no. What did you what did you do to the outdoors? Oh, no. How did you hurt them so badly? No. They're They're like okay, it flew in the window and stung me as I'm driving in the car. So, yeah. Well, I've had my fair share of uh momies. I've had some momies in the outdoors, but uh I still keep going back. So, that's the book, uh 50 uh, there's a preface and some information about gear and all that kind of stuff, but but mostly it's like 50 Yelp reviews, why, honestly. Why camping? Why did you choose that that was going to be the book that you were going to write? Uh, well, camping chose me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really, yeah. So this was before I ever got the Yelp gig. Um, I spent a lot of time backpacking, hiking, camping, and doing all that kind of outdoorsy stuff. And uh, I saw that they wanted to write this title for Utah. They had one for a, a handful of other states at the time. And we got them for most of the states now, my publisher. Um, from out of the East Coast. And so, uh, yeah, I just like, let me write this. And they were like, okay. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and then when I interviewed for the Yelp job, uh, the person who came to interview me, I gave her a copy of the book. And I was like, it's a little, just a little gift to remember your time here in Utah. Oh, is that my name on the cover? Look at that. I guess <laughs> I wrote that, didn't I? <laughs> uh, but it genuinely is like 50 
Yelp reviews. As I came to look at it, like you have to give a star ranking and like privacy and spaciousness and all these other characteristics and all this information. And then like I got like 800 words to write. I was like, oh, okay. And then the Yelp gig came up like, that's easy. I've done that. I've done that for 50 <laughs> campgrounds. But fun fact that like, you can review campgrounds on Yelp. That is a fun is fact. And hiking can't? trails. Is there anything you can't, or it's pretty much open? Just to anything with like a anything with like an address, really. Um, so like you can um, review your house. <laughs> <laughs> anything with an address that's a business. I was well, thinking, I was thinking he porn works, studios. Technically, he works out of this but house. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not reviewing our home. Don't worry, it's not yeah. gonna happen. I would have given five, but the beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's but sorry. That's I realize people listening are like I don't. That's just kind of rude, dude. I sport a beard as well. So and his beard is much more impressive. Everyone, everyone's jealous. Yeah, it's all right. Sorry, <laughs> right. Jess especially. Okay, so we got one last question. We ask everyone this before we let them go. You are a Utah native. You've been here your whole life, and you continue to live here. Sounds like you've been to a lot of places in Utah. Uh, what's the one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state of Utah that they had to do before they left? Um, I think they need to meet a local. Just you know? meet a local. Cool. Yeah. I think, um, I get this all the time from colleagues, from people who find out that you're from Utah. I mean, there's just so much, you guys know, there's so much like hesitation and like, what have I heard? And people don't want to talk about it, but like, come, come into Utah if you've never been, um, roll up at any of the breweries roll up at any of their great restaurants get a drink don't get a drink whatever but engage a local and just like be real with them um because i think we genuinely have some of the most amazing people in the world uh and and if you just come here once i feel like the only reason you'd ever leave again is just to get your stuff you know (laughs) (laughs) we hear that from a lot of our guests actually all right, so uh, how can people get a hold of you? Where can they find you other than just Yelp.com? Obviously. Yeah, so, that, I mean, that's the big thing. We have the app uh, in the App Store or Android or anywhere that apps are available. Um, and it's awesome. It will notify you when there's a new fancy place that's under your interests. It'll pop up oh, on Oh, yeah, we started doing that. I kind of like it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff in the app, like, people don't know about right we just um had partnered and just acquired a company called no wait so we're integrating some of that so you can put, get your name on a waiting list and it'll yep. ding you until you like pay the go there in six for- minutes mm-hmm. you can make reservations just tonight i was at my house and i ordered uh chinese food on the app like i just fired up like where's a good chinese food around here and then i had delivery and so i just made an order and honestly like 25 minutes later like chinese food shows up at my door and we have integrated all that with the company we acquired called E24. This thing called Request a Quote, where like my plumbing got all screwed up, and I was like, "Send me a plumber." And like the phone just started ringing, and they, or you can just have it by message if you don't want to answer the phone. And they were like, "I heard you had a plumbing problem. Here's what I charge. Here's how it works." And like I didn't move from my seat, and the next morning I had a plumber at my door. You're like that naked Muppet on the <laughs> e-lending commercial, aren't you? <laughs> He's not totally naked. Look, I have been. Oh, he has boxer shorts on, I and have, they're plaid like his shirt. So true. I have been compared to many Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes, uh, find us on the app and all the cool things that we do there. Yelp.com. Um, just, you know, I'm at jeffreyslc.yelp.com. Send me a friend request. Uh, and then you can find us on the Instagram at, at yelpslc, on Facebook at yelpslc, and uh, Twitter at yelputah. And are you guys, do you guys have any events upcoming? Are you involved with Pride or anything like that? 
Um, what are we doing right now? This would have been great to have prepped beforehand to give you a big spiel about where to find us at upcoming <laughs> events. Just follow all um, of you on social we, media and they will know. For sure. We're going we're gonna to be um, at the VIP area and games area. We're running for Tastemakers, which is Salt Lake Magazine's amazing event coming up. And we'll probably have some tickets to give away to that. Um, we, yeah, we do stuff like that. We give away a bunch of stuff, some VIP stuff to, uh, living traditions that just happened. Um, keep, 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 uh, keep an eye on, especially Instagram this summer because we do a lot of that kind of stuff and more and more every day. And then, uh, man, uh, events, like events upon events upon events. We're doing a kickboxing class this weekend. <gasps> Um, what did we just, we're doing a free pizza night in a couple of weeks. Um, we're doing involved with, um, R&R's new restaurant in Lehigh. We're going to send a bunch of people to go on the cool. VIP night. So I don't know all that stuff. Like we honestly, if there's a great local business out there and we can find a way to get you in touch with them or them in touch with you, we're going to fight and fight and fight to, to bring those two parties together. So keep an eye on us for that. Well, thanks Jeffrey for joining us. Appreciate you yeah, having me. It's been a pleasure chatting with you thanks guys so we thought we would do something a little bit different for our first episode of the new year um so utah we 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 always talk we like we talked last week about our one thing all of our guests talk about it and something that that utah actually has um quite a bit of i don't know if i call it history or plays a big role in is film production production's huge in utah for a lot of reasons. I, I One is definitely the location, and we've kind of talked about this before. In a matter of an hour, you can go from the 1950s to a desert to mountains so that the terrain completely changes. There's there's parts of uh, Utah, out by Bingham Copper Mine, there's a, the city Co- Copperton, the old city Copperton. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 1950s, when they built the city, it was for all of the higher-ups in the mines, that's where they live. That's where all of the CEOs and all that kind of stuff. So at the time, in the 1950s, ultra-modern, ultra-chic, new city. Well, time has forgotten it, and it has not changed in all of this time. It still looks exactly like it did in 1950. So it's it's a cool place for filming. Well, and you can go back. I mean, when Chris says history, literally history, the, the start of film was in the late 1800s. Films were being filmed in Utah in in the 1920s, the early 1920s. Yeah, and so we have a few lists. We're going to go through some of these film names. Um, but there were a couple actors that popped up in a lot of these films over and over and over again. Uh, John Wayne. John Wayne. I love John Wayne. Probably the most prevalent. I mean, and part of that is because the Utah landscape, especially southern Utah with the deserts, um, just in the ghost towns that we have, like absolutely amazing to film in, uh, especially film westerns. Because when you think of a western, you think of the main street and the really dusty road with a tumbleweed. That's, I mean, you can get that in southern Utah without any real effort. You get that out at my house too. <laughs> well, you live in a weather vortex. That doesn't count. So, and, and weren't you saying something? We were talking about this last week, Jeremy, not on the air, but, um, weren't you saying something about, uh, about John Wayne's dying of a Yeah, so he smoked forever, as, as did everybody. Well, not everybody, but nearly everybody back then. It's very, very common. Um, but they say that the, the type of cancer he died from was not from smoking. It was from filming out in the Utah desert close to the Nevada side, to the Nevada testing grounds. To the grounds. testing grounds for the nuclear weapons. And because of him and it's like six or seven other people that were in, 
the exact same movies all died from the exact same type of cancer, uh, and it was not from cigarette smoking. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, so I don't know a lot of these really old ones. I mean, there's some famous ones. There's like Billy the Kid, uh, Stagecoach, Rio Grande. Those are pretty common movies. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Planet of the Apes so was a big one. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Um, for those that don't know, Butch Cassidy was from Utah. Yeah, yeah. And his house that he really did live in and the one that they really did kill him in is right outside of Zion's. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's where so they filmed that's where parts they of filmed the movie. Big chunks of it, yeah. Um, there's How the West Was One, which is a really, really famous old uh, movie. Um, a lot of stuff filmed in like Monument Mountain, Monument Valley, Dead Horse Point, Zion's Park, those sorts of things. Uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Um, Jeremiah Johnson, loose. if I remember correctly, that's it was Jeremiah Johnson and a couple of those others that made Robert Redford and those guys fall in love with Utah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Robert Redford, for those of you that don't know, is responsible for the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. That's his baby. Um, so, And some of the stuff in Utah, so for example, 2001 A Space Odyssey was mostly done in, in sound stages, but they used Utah as the backdrop for the movie. And so they've got these big, wide, expansive shots that are from Utah. Um so, of course, there's some other ones. So, Footloose, Footloose. was uh, pretty much all Utah <laughs> County, um, interestingly enough. And doesn't Footloose take place in, like, Idaho or something? In the movie? No, it's back east somewhere, I think. Yeah, it's in the Midwest. Oh. It's in the Midwest somewhere, but they filmed the Lehigh, Lehigh High, and then yeah. the Lehigh Roller Mills. Yeah, all over Utah County. Payson, American Fork, Orem, Provo, like, all over the place. The little, little church, the little churches right there on First East and American Fork. Yeah. yeah. Better off. Dead. So the funny thing is, is a lot of the ski resorts where, where they shoot ski resort movies, you mm-hmm. think they're filming it, it, like um, in Denver and different places like that. No, they film a lot of ski yeah, movies. Yeah, they film here a lot of ski talk. movies here. And even though in the movie they're supposed to be like, what is it, Aspen, places like that? Yeah. yeah. They, they can't film there, so they film it here. Yeah, it's not like Better Off Dead, you know, Alta, Brighton, Snowbird, um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, the first, that first scene, <laughs> well, the first like 10 minutes where River Phoenix is the young Indiana Jones and he's on the train. And yeah. it even says in the movie that they, they're living in Moab. I think they said Moab. To be fair, that's a stupid Indiana Jones movie. I'm not a fan of that one. Isn't that the one with the Ark? No, no. Last Crusade, that's it's with Sean Connery. Oh, that's the Sean Connery one. This is one. That one Last Crusade is one of my favorite okay. of the old originals. Um,. Back to the Future Part 3. Oh, the Old West one, mm-hmm. where they're on yeah. the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Wow, that was down in Monument Valley. The Sandlot was filmed most, almost all of it here in Utah. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one that Utah's pretty proud of, is the Sandlot. It's kind of this American, I don't know that baseball is such an American pastime anymore, but it's just such a great classic American movie. Um, Forrest Gump had some spots here. Ron Forrest. So, uh, so Dumb and Dumber, so here's my Dumb and Dumber <laughs> story. Hate yeah, so show. Dumb and Dumber was almost all full filmed here, wasn't it? Yeah, there. Uh, yeah. So here's my Dumb and Dumber story. So I was in college at the time. Uh, college or just finished up high school, and some friends and I were out. I don't remember why, but we're out in the middle of nowhere, and we see this film crew at this gas station with this dog truck. <laughs> no idea what it is. Well, when the movie comes out. It, all all three of us, me and my two friends, like, it just oh. dawned on us. That's what that was. So we saw 
I mean, a glimpse as we drove by, but then filming the, the dog, dog truck, truck at scene the at the gas station. I hate that where the gas is show. like. Por- this show is so damn funny. <laughs> it's one of my favorite it's movies so of all good. time. The that the apartment scenes old from Regal Street, which is where yeah yeah, yeah someday yeah. with Petey Pretty Bird will open. Oh yeah, Petey. Our <laughs> our why, friend Vietnam. That's, that's, that's how why he got the name. That's why he's yeah. getting. Yeah, he told yeah. us that. Oh, Seabass. Seabass yeah. over there said he's going to pay for my meal. Kick his ass, Seabass. <laughs> go like this really fast. Just like you're running so at Maverick, a lot of speeds. A lot of Maverick was filmed here. Independence Day out of the Bonneville Salt Flats. I didn't see on this list uh, Wild Wild West. Was it filmed? Wild, Wild oh, West. yeah. There was parts of it that was filmed. Wild, Wild they West. did it up at the um, Golden Spike. Uh, I love that um, show. I'm not sure where else it's on. Yeah, it's on the movie list. It is on the movie list, yeah. but it's not on the location list. So Con Air. I like Con Air. Which is weird to think it's that Con Air was filmed here. But yeah, the Salt Flats is another big place that people do do film. I like where they hook his car up to the airplane as it's taking off. Mm-hmm. That part was funny. Anyway. And another one that I don't know if it's listed on um, the regular movie list, but Never Been Kissed was actually filmed in August. And it is not on this list. In August, in Ogden, <laughs> filmed in, in Ogden. August. Sorry, yes, uh, but it's not on the list. The high school is in Ogden. Interesting. So, Galaxy Quest, Galaxy Quest. That's out in Goblin Valley, which is just absolutely beautiful down there. Um, Galaxy Quest, man, that's a great movie. Tim Allen's only real decent movie after he did Tool Time for years. <laughs> His TV show, Last Man Standing, is pretty good. Is it? The TV show. I liked it. I yeah, liked Galaxy, Galaxy just got canceled. But well, it wasn't good enough. Uh, Galaxy Quest is freaking. Funny it's movie, awesome. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. And if you go to Comic Con, there's the same people that cosplay it every single time, and they're hilarious. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. So Legally Blonde two. I don't know. Okay, so I that. get yes, I get to tell this story because not about Legally Blonde two, but. Our capital is used for a lot of filming because it is one of the only capitals that looks like the actual Yes, because it's modeled after the U.S. capital pretty it's closely. smaller. So did you know that, that they filmed a lot of Legally Blonde 2 there? I did not know that, but I do like that show. And it's one of your favorites. Austin Powers, Goldmember. Which one's better? I wouldn't one say Legally two? Blonde 2 is one of my favorites. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Bruiser one, right, where she's doing the dog testing stuff? Yes. Bruiser's Bill. Wow. <laughs> yes. Does it amaze you that I know this? It's They're, because he walks okay. in on me while that, I'm watching look, shows. Let's be clear. Those movies, while terrible, are still kind of so, funny. So while you guys are like watching all these other funny like cult classics and stuff, I watch all these bad movies. Yeah, she's love. like <laughs> good example this weekend. She's like, I'm gonna watch this movie. You're not gonna like it. It's on the Lifetime channel. And I'm like, oh, No, great. it was on the Hall. Was, was that it on the Hallmark Channel? No, it was Lifetime. The stupid vampire one? No, that was on Channel 14. It was on K-Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> it was some, stupid. Some really terrible like vampire and werewolf And show. I watched and I'm the like, oh my God, whole I'm thing. This. That's awesome. and then I walked in on it the other day. She was watching some movie on Lifetime with some crazy stalker guy that got a girl pregnant in high school and went to jail and was trying to kidnap her and the baby. It was just total lifetime. <laughs> it was movie. terrible. And was I it filmed in Utah, though? That's thing. the question. No. Okay. No. So, Not National, like Treasure. National Treasure was, yeah. National Treasure. I like National Treasure. The Arctic scene uh, was filmed up at Strawberry Reservoir. Yeah, when it was frozen, which is pretty cool. Uh, Bonneville, I hmm, wonder where that was filmed. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> that's a great. Now, here's, here's another one High School Musical. 
Love that show. That was like everyone's claim to fame. Oh my gosh, I got to be an extra in High School Musical. So High School Happened Musical right before I moved back to Utah. was filmed entirely at East, at High. East High. And East High, as I don't know if it was really this way beforehand, but now it is East Hollywood High. And it is it is specifically for kids to get into film. and East acting. High is? Yeah. yeah it never they, was before. It, That's cool, though. I thought yeah. East Hollywood High was on the west side. Why did I think that? I don't know, but it's East High School. Is they're calling themselves East Hollywood High, or I don't know if it's maybe it's a segment of East High. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Um, but High School Musical was filmed in its entirety there, and a lot of people got their start out. I mean, look, all three of them. Yeah, all three of them were. Um, Big love. Yeah, of course, the polygamist series. It's a great show. It, it was, I hear. I don't know. I never. Saw I watched it. some of it. It was fantastic. Uh, so Bonneville salt flats were used for the pirates uh, at World's End when Jack Sparrow's out in the Goes middle. Crazy of the salt flats. Which, by the way, I went and saw the new pirates this last East week. Hollywood High School is a charter school in West Valley City, Utah. Okay, I'm a liar. Uh, whatever. <laughs> we asked what you did. You said nothing. No, I gave a whole list and nobody listened. What? So. She went and saw Pirates on Thursday. She didn't give a whole list. I did, and you completely, like, dead stared me. I did. Not true. It's very true. I'll play the tape back. Yep. <laughs> and then I'll edit it out, and all of our... For- Doctor Who, the finished. impossible astronaut. I never got into Doctor Who stuff. Yeah, not really my thing. 127 so cool, hours. Cool thing, uh, the old Lone Ranger, like yeah. old, old, original. old, old. The original was filmed here. Mm-hmm. That so was the new the one. New one. So 127 hours. Did I see a, that there were two Planet of the Apes that yep. were filmed here too? Yeah, yeah. 127 hours is a movie about cutting Utah, your arm off in Utah. About slot canyons. Spoiler alert. And so it was it was filmed in Moab, which is really cool. Um, funny story about that. My buddy Brad. Uh, we were funny on. Story about cutting your arm off. No, about 127 hours. So when 127 hours came out, um, right around that time i went to the dominican republic on vacation with a bunch of friends and my buddy brad on the airplane decided to watch 127 hours he can't do blood brad's not a good person with blood he passed out on the plane did he not know what it was about like when the cutting arm off scene he passed out and like they had to come bring ice they were worried about him like were we gonna have to land somewhere like no (laughs) legit passed out from the blood so, uh, John Carter, um, Man from Mars, uh, that was uh, filmed in like Moab, show. quite a bit of Mo- in Moab. Um, God dang, there's just so many movies that were filmed here. And that's just some highlights. I mean, there's an A to Z list. It's insane. So, uh, what was the what was the TV show? Um, so Evermore, Everwood. Uh, it starts with an E, I swear to God. I'm going, I'm going. I don't see it. There's only four movies in the E section. Well, it wasn't a movie. It was a TV, TV series. And these are mostly movies. I want to look it up. You guys talk about some of these others. Halloween 4 and 5 and The Curse of Mike Myers and Halloween High. All filmed. How the West was won. Hulk. Parts of Hulk. The Witch Hulk. The, uh, the newer one. The, the, the Norton, Edward Norton one. There's so many. Where is it on the list? Uh, the 2003 at, at Arches National Park. And you can't forget Saturday's a Warrior. Saturday's Warrior. <laughs> because that is Utah. My friend Flicka. What the crap? It's amazing that 
I mean, so yeah, there's a there's a um, I don't know what the TV show. A documentary. Uh, I don't know if it's still on Netflix about the history of film. It's like 13 chapters long, and I fell asleep because this Irish guy does the narration, and his voice is so soothing that I can Sister say it. Wives. But it was so amazing. Sister wives, but they're not. They don't live in Utah anymore, do they? No, they live in Las Vegas. No, well, they live outside of Las Vegas. But they lived in Southern Lehigh. Utah, right? Mm-hmm. No, they were in Lehigh. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Everwood was the show I was thinking of. So I was right. It was called Everwood. It was a really popular. Like a CW thirty type of show, um, back in like two thousand two to two thousand five. I don't think I ever watched it, but I do so remember. So that was it. all filmed here. A lot of jobs brought uh, as a result of it. Also touched by an angel. I don't know if oh, you guys yeah, ever watched that, that when you were kids. <laughs> um, that was all filmed here in Utah as well. Um, so and those. I like Grandma Downey's accent. Yeah. Yeah. That that all brings jobs to Utah every time they bring a film here or they bring a TV show. The um, Utah Film Commission is who's in charge of all of that. Yeah, so really cool stuff. We just have such amazing scenery to be able to do stuff. So we're filming. Joe Dirt. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I'm Joe Dirt. I love that movie. David Spade's the best. Um, so anyway, so I, I think that's fun to go through some of those movies. Um, it's, it's a really exhaustive list. Holy cow. There's so many on there. Um, but really cool. Really cool. Well, hopefully down the road, um, I did talk with one of the people that works with the film commission and it's really fascinating because they're, we just went through legislation and stuff and they are, they're affected by all of that. I met them up at Sundance and they said, yeah, we'll have lots more to talk about after the legislative session. Well, because I mean, the, the alcohol rules play a role. Um, you know how budgeting is done actually plays a role in that. Um, you know, some some states, if you look, for example, Georgia, lots of stuffs filmed in Georgia, and the legislation that's passed in Georgia, and New Mexico too. Now, yeah, New Mexico's got a lot of stuff. So legislation passed in a place like Georgia actually causes potential for films to be pulled and shows to be pulled from there. So The Walking Dead has talked about moving out of Georgia because of legislation that was passed there. Same thing can happen in Utah. Look at what happened with outdoor retailers. Oh, by the way, we did not mention that in news, but did you guys see? The Denver stuff. Denver has outdoor retailers. And outdoor retailers bought another convention uh, that they're going to merge with. Um, And Denver gets it all. No more Utah. Thanks, Herbert. Yeah, I mean, that's just... So the the legislation that we pass, while it may seem silly when it comes to things like national parks, when it comes to things like like alcohol, uh, have a huge impact, far-reaching beyond just, well, we'll get more drunk drivers. Because that actually is not an impact that will occur, (laughs) just so you guys know. Yeah. You guys got anything else? (sighs) Mm -mm. I think Bree's going to fall asleep. We got up really early today. I could not fall asleep last night. I was watching that My 600 Pound Life story and I was just. (laughs) You get sucked into those shows. Yeah, those. uh, Those brothers. It was sad. I watched the rest of it today. It was sad. I was glad to see that he kind of turned his life around at the end, but geez. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it then for the night. A little bit shorter than normal, just a few minutes. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, uh, you know, the New Utah Podcast on on uh, Facebook, at TNU Podcast on Twitter. Um, you can always go to our blog, the new YouTube, you, <laughs> the new Utah at wordpress.com. 
Um, go buy a book from uh, Jeffrey Stedman. Um, what's it called? Something. Fifty camping stuff that you Tents. can do. Tent camping with in tents. Utah. Um, he says it. I don't remember, so I'm not going to say it again. Um, but thanks again to him for joining us. Um, that was a really fun discussion about Yelp. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Stepped out in the world today. Stepped out, not much to say. Walked up and down these roads. Used to know my order here, but now who knows? And all these familiar places, they tear me up. I used to like it here, not now so much. I'm just another sad song. Whimpering in the background with the swords game on Something to fill your ears I love to fill your heart but it's soaked in beer Or maybe whiskey but definitely not gin Cause no one ever liked anything that Juniper was in Except you And all these familiar sensations They tear me up I used to like to feel Not now so much I never used to drink myself to sleep Never had to force myself to eat and now I struggle waking up before noon Surrounded by these memories of you And all these familiar habits, they tear me up I used to like to feel, not now so much And all these familiar sensations, they tear me up Familiar places they tear